Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Yes, sir. OPB midweek in full effect, coming with a late episode. Um, you know, it's Wednesday. We usually do a show around 9 Central, uh, 7 Pacific. But we've got something very important going on in Houston, Texas, and that's called the fucking playoffs. Now, we're going to get to RC later, and he doesn't know anything about the playoffs. Last time, I think the Kings was in the playoffs. Kobe gave him that that ice water. Uh, That might have been in, who even knows, 2002, 2004. It's been a long time since those guys made the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you know, so I know that it's going to be something foreign to RC, but today we had to hit the playoff game, me and my guy. My little man, we definitely hit as many games as uh, as many playoff games as possible. If I'm in town, we're hitting the playoff game. So, sorry to everybody that was uh, that was trying to want to get in on this week, make the picks. You know, we had a, we made the picks earlier on the Sunday show, but we got a few more. We got a little foolery going down this week. Uh, Triple G's opponent has been announced. Uh, we've got a little foolery with uh, Adrian Broner and Takashi Six Nine a.k.a. the rapist, um, a.k.a. the clown. But before we get into boxing, before we get into anything, got to bring it to my man, R.C. in Central Valley. R.C., you were watching other teams play basketball today, huh? Oh, of course. I watched the MVP go for 46, 12, and 5 taking a W off those sorry-ass Indiana Pacers. Well, I seen your boy James Harden shot like two for 18 or something like that. Yeah, he, he showed why he's better than LeBron. He showed, like, he, he showed yeah. why he's better than LeBron. But uh, 2006, for those who forgot count when Sacramento was in the playoffs last uh, 12-season drought, but we still here. Ooh. Ain't no bandwagon jumping around from team to team like most what? folks, people in this area, especially when they, they're called Laker fans, but then they turn into Warriors fans because how the Warriors got so good. Um, but we still here staying solid. Sacramento proud, as we say. Um, but, yeah, I was just chilling watching the playoffs myself, got my swell on, and uh, I had to go get me a – you know, after I seen that Cavs game and seen LeBron put that work in, I went to the uh, to the local cantina. Got me a couple, a uh, couple of drinks over there. So um, you know, just feeling myself a little bit right now. So I'm feeling real, real loosey goosey friendly, and um, want to get some boxing talk in, especially a lot of outside boxing talk that's still involved with boxing somehow, some way. So 
Yeah. Outside of boxing podcast, man. Love this midweek shit. So let's get to it. Definitely, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy Harden stunk it up today. But I think we still won by 20-P sizzle. You know, he played excellent defense. Finally, our guy, uh, you know, Chris Paul started to came alive. So, you know, we were looking good, 2-0. I think your boy LeBron, they barely won, right? Three points? Yeah, they won by three, but, you know, really just those uh, garbage points at the end by the Pacers, even the buzzer beater three by Oladipo to make it a three-point L for those guys. But, you know, I'm just waiting for LeBron James to slap the shit out of Ty Lue and back of his head. Like, motherfucker, you want me to – uh, to, to to turn the pressure up on offense, well, we'll see what you got. LeBron James put up the first 16 points and had 20 points in the first quarter, outscoring the Pacers by himself, 20 to 18. And uh, yeah, you want to see LeBron get aggressive, people? That's what you get. You want to see LeBron not be so passable? He's still dropping dimes, but LeBron James will get that business whenever he wants to, even though he's not a ball hog like Kobe and uh, picking on white boys like Jordan used to do. So you know. The beast of the East, man. LBJ. Yeah. So shout out to LeBron. They won. Barely. And uh, <laughs> uh, and I think and I think and I think the Jazz, like I said, whooped your boys' ass. I think your boys had zero. I think the big three had zero points in the fourth quarter. Fuck out of here. Let's talk about boxing. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about boxing. Let's talk about boxing, man. So last week we um uh we talked about. The uh, Showtime card, right? That's the Showtime card. The Showtime card with the big bad brothers out there, Broner, uh, yeah. Charlo, yeah. and uh, and Tank Davis. Uh, so, what we did forget, or we didn't forget, we knew we had it for the, the OPP midweek episode, too. Uh, we got a pretty good fight, man. Uh, two guys that are washed, you know. One guy was the uh, fighter of the year in 2016, right? And one guy was a top dog about uh, four years ago, one of the uh, pound-for-pound guy, maybe a top five pound-for-pound guy, uh, maybe, let's say, three years ago, two years ago. Um, So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I say three years ago. That was uh, five years ago. My bad. I was way off. So we got a five years ago. We got Frampton, Carl Frampton versus Nonino Donaire. Oh yeah. Uh, for the interim, for the interim WBO uh, World Featherweight Title, man. Um, this is going down in Belfast Saturday afternoon. Uh, pretty good fight, man. I hear you saying, oh, yeah, like you didn't know it was coming up. Were you surprised? Uh, are you excited about this, man? How you feel about this fight, man? No, I, I forgot about that fight. I, I seen it um, uh, popped up, and, um, you know, I was really – I was surprised. It's, uh, it's that home fight that Frampton's been asking for for the last three years out in Belfast, Ireland. So, um, I mean, yeah, it would have been a great fight if it was made three years ago, four years ago, shit, five years ago, something like that. Uh, three years ago probably would have been good timing for it because that's when around the time when Carl Frampton was earning his, his way of being the fighter of the year in 2016. But right now it's a little bit uh, watered down. But nonetheless, it should, be, it should still be a good fight. Um, 
you know, it, we'll see those maniacs out there in Ireland. Maybe if we pay attention closely to the screen, we'll probably see Patty Cronin out there sitting front row and center with that uh, coconut oil and uh, watching some some funny gestures coming from that man. So I know he's pretty excited this whole week for it. And, um, you know, it should be an interesting matchup stylistically with the way Donito Donare um, can take, take care of business against the little T-Rex arms of Carl Francis. But um, I would I would really hope for some uh, for um, a home spoiler going for Nonito Denari, but I think that you know he's he's been in uh, he's been in there with uh, some of the some of the some of the goats in there, man, and um, and in the division some greats in the division. But um, I just think that at this point in time, right now, Father Time is definitely caught up to Denari and. Uh, you know, I'm not so sure what how many rounds they both actually competed in right now. If you were to accumulate all of them in the one, but to me, it just seems like Denari's been um, in, in a lot more blood and guts type fight uh, leading up until this one right here. Uh, definitely got some balls getting in there, going to Ireland um, to fight in Carl Frampton over there. I mean, I'm sure those guys been waiting for a fight like that, whether it be Carl Frampton and and Belfast or or a Conor McGregor UFC fight. Uh, in Belfast. So those guys are going to be hyped. It's going to be a, a pretty lit crowd. I'm sure you'll have the, you know, the whole chance going on throughout the building. And um, I really think that Carl Frampton coming off of a disappointing 2017 is looking to make a splash and get his name back in the mix in 2018 because coming off 2016, he was really um, under the radar as far as he was probably on nobody's list to be fighter of the year. Um, looking to get that get back with Leo Santa Cruz. Um, Santa Cruz got his own thing going on with Abner Mars June 9th in the, in the Staples Center, and maybe that if this, this win against Nodito Nonari, which is no sucker, can um, elevate him to get that rematch because Santa Cruz said he's cool with the third fight, you know, and um, let's see if he can make some adjustments going into that one like Santa Cruz made adjustments going into the second one. Uh, but I'm definitely leaning towards Carl Frampton in this fight. Um, I think that he's going to um, make it a dog fight on the inside and um, possibly using some combinations that will catch him on top. And uh, Odito Denari going to be like a deer in the headlights when he starts to feel some, some pressure built up on him. You know, ruckus environment. He's going to be uh, swimming with sharks. So um, if I had to make a pick on this one, I'm definitely rocking with Odito Denari. Or uh, Carl Frampton, I'm sorry. Odito Denari is going to, um, you know, Get, get taken back to that dark place where I don't know if he uh, if he replaced his uh, batteries in his flashlight, but I don't think that he did. So I'm going with Team Patty Cronin, the luck of the Irish, and um, I want to see a lit boxing crowd over there. So hopefully those guys going to be all turned up off a couple of pints. And um, I think that Carl Frampton will look to become the jackal and, and, and make that that ring presence felt of um, him being a force to reckon with in the division. So uh, I definitely see it going to the um, to the later rounds. Don't want to say stoppage because at this point in time, I don't know if he's going to be able to stop Denari. So I, I got this fight going to the cards, and um, we already know how that's going to go, no matter if Donari makes it a good fight or not. Carl Frampton by majority decision. 
Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I sort of, I mean, I, I, I sort of agree with you. Uh, Frampton is, you know, he's he's taking this one loss, young cat, been putting in some good work. Um, and Denari, like we said, he was he was at his peak in 2013. Um, he's coming up in weight. I think he's been what are they? I think he's been a light a featherweight for the last couple of fights. But, you know, he's getting old. He's a super bantamweight. He's coming up. Uh, well, not coming up. He's been up, but his, he's only had one fight at that weight. Um, so you know what that means. He's just getting old. He can't can't lose the weight like he, he once used to. Uh, Donare, hey, man, he's washed. This is a good name for Carl Frampton to, to whoop up at home. Um you know, after my man, like we said, after my man called from he went from the, the fighter of the year to fighting uh, ten rounders, I think, on a revolt or on on a bounce TV or some bullshit. So he's trying to make his <laughs> uh, his, his comeback, um, and Denari is a good name to come back on. You know, Denari, he's a guy. Um, He's out there to give it, give it 100%, uh, similar to a guy like Abner Mares. These, you know, these, these are guys that, that can fight and know how to fight. So I see, like I said, I agree with you sort of. I want to see Denari just box him, you know, but he's just too old, uh, maybe a little bit too small. So I'm going to have the same with you. I'm going to have it uh, – I think I'm going to go exact with you. It's going to be a decision majority uh, for Frampton. Um, maybe even a TK, maybe even a, a TKO at the end where where Denari just uh, can't take anymore. Um, we'll see. Like I said, uh, Frampton's last fight I think might have been a ten rounder. You know, so I don't know. I don't know where he is. I think he looked all right. I don't even think he looked good. If I remember correctly. Um, he didn't even really look that good in that ten rounder. Um, didn't look dominant. So you know, both of these guys are coming off coming off a, a win after a loss, I believe. So they're both looking the same. Uh, we'll see. I'm with you though. Decision for for Frampton. I think he's just too young and too big for Denari. But if he loses to Denari, he should hang it up. Or not hang it up. He should just go ahead and be a gatekeeper for the UK from, from then on. But uh got another fight, man. Mm-hmm. Um, our man, my guy, one of the guys that I think is one of the best skilled fighters of all time, a guy that has speed, a guy that has power, a guy that has agility, a guy that has heart, a guy that understands, that has self uh, self uh, confidence, a guy that has everything but a chin. My man, oh, Amir Khan. No, no, D- Danny Garcia doesn't. Danny Gar, uh, Danny Garcia is a B plus in everything. Amir Khan has A. A plus skill and ability. A to A plus skill and ability. Mm. His chin yeah. is just 
his chin is just at negative three, and I don't know uh, what's going on. He's fighting uh he's fighting a bum. Let me get this guy's name, and I, I'm sure it's not even on TV. Oh, anywhere. I like that guy. He's fighting though. I like that guy. We got to check his name real quick because I forgot. Um, Canadian it's, fella. Uh, that yeah. guy got under your man's oh, skin talking shit about his wife and all that. Do you remember that press conference? Oh, this is from there. So what did it did it get pushed back or something? This is. I believe oh, was that so. like the first press conference? But that was a long time ago. That was. Let me see. Um, where is this fucking Greco. clown at? Lo Greco. The boy Phil so they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting in uh, Liverpool. My man, yep, my man's con. Say that again. Oh no, go ahead. I was just, uh, I was, I'm rocking with you. Go ahead, my bad. <clears throat> okay, so my man, my man, uh, man Amir Khan is coming off that devastating knockout loss to uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez. In 2016, man, uh, that will so he's almost on a two-year layoff. I remember he had a uh, surgery in his hand, so he's got the bionic arm in there. He said he's coming back stronger and harder. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what's going on. He's fighting this guy over there in Liverpool. Um, the star is, yeah, I don't think nobody really even cares about this. The uh, Phil DeGreco, Logret, I don't know what I'm saying. Del Greco. It's a uh, low Greco. Uh, I like him. Canadian guy. Atop the Italian sensation. Uh, coming off yep. a win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So he ain't doing nothing. Uh, not even, yeah, he's not even, hasn't fought, fought for anything like that. Not even the vacant WBC intercontinental. International welterweight title a long time ago, so uh, he had his chance. He's not any good. We're gonna see what my man Amir Khan does. Uh, I mean, we're probably not gonna. We're definitely not gonna see it. Might better see some highlights. Um, maybe you know that little uh, that little app, not the little app, the little site I gave you. They might have. They might have the con fight. I'm sure it's on TV somewhere. We might be able to catch it uh, midday. Oh yeah, probably comes. Probably comes on at during the midday there. So it might be a morning fight. You never know. Uh, nobody's really checking up for Amir Khan, but he does have a name. And uh, so we'll see what he does. You know, I'm looking for this guy to whoop him. Uh, let me see. Has my man been knocked out? How many times has my guy been knocked out? He's only been knocked out once. So he's probably yeah. not going to get knocked out unless Amir Khan has that, unless that bionic arm is serious. But, you know, we're looking – I guess we'll just make a prediction that uh, that Amir Khan win. This is this is super showcase comeback fight. I'm cool with it. Whoop somebody. See if you still got it. See if you still got that feel. You know, after just losing the Canelo and the uh, and the Clambruder Wall uh, fiasco that we got going on and all the nonsense going mm-hmm. on right now, uh, Amir Khan is still in. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think he's put it put it out there. Well, did he did I lose to him because of because of the steroid. And I feel, hey, you got to ask yourself that question. I feel that, man. Uh, Amir Khan is full of himself, which a boxer should be. You know, he's got the skills. He just don't have the chin. But this guy, I don't think, with uh, 28 wins, 15 KOs, he's not touching anybody's chin. 
Let me let me make sure I'm speaking. Yeah. Well, he had a he TKO'd somebody. His last TKO was in 2015, so he ain't TKO'ing nobody either. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not really excited. Really don't give a shit. But I do like Amir Khan, so we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. We I guess I got Amir Khan winning uh, a decision, right? I guess that's our pick, right, RC? Not mine. Interesting pick oh. that you got there. Yeah, I, I kind of question the guys that you, you like that go around the Willow Wheelhouse. That kind of has a good ring to it, the Willow Wheelhouse. Those guys that are cool on your side of the park, you got Clambutero on one side, you got a guy with a broken chin on the other. Uh, how questionable is Amir Khan's chin? That's always been in question, but how questionable is it now after Canelo just absolutely shut the lights out on this guy? Boy, Canelo knocked that man's lights out. Probably one of the best knockouts I've seen since Danny Garcia knocked out Rod Salka. Uh, Amir Khan always been had a, 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 a suspect chin, been very chinny for the longest. After that shot by Canelo fighting a, a light heavyweight, I think he's completely broken. He's been inactive for so long. He don't even have any, I mean, any star rating value right now from where he's at because he's been inactive so long. And the knockout that he suffered was so damaging that, you know, normally when guys get knocked out, you got to take six months off, you know, typical protocol. But after Amir Khan got knocked out the way he did, yeah, give him a a, a couple year layoff because that was pretty vicious. Now, um, and the surgery similar to he's always having surgery, um, you know. No, Canelo had surgery the other day, uh, arthroscopic surgery. I don't know. I got to look up the doctor and see if that was actually real. It looked like a lot of fake fake shit to me. But um, as far as Amir Khan, though, pretty good fight for uh, the Canadian fellow, LeGreco, because you got a guy that you know all it takes is one shot to end this fight. No matter what he's doing, he's going to pepper you a little bit. If you could withstand this guy's uh, rusty-ass jabs that he's going to be throwing at you, obviously Amir Khan's going to be the favorite in the fight. Nobody's going to give LaGreco a chance to win. But this could easily become a uh, career ender for Amir Khan because this guy's been so battered and beat down that he's uh, damaged goods right now. So um, I'm giving LaGreco more of a chance than anyone else would be because he's already won psychological warfare with Amir Khan, gotten them all pissed off, talking about AJ banging his wife. And, um, <laughs> you know, one thing we know about in boxing is you never want to go in a fight too emotional. Um, and Amir Khan, if he does come in this fight uh, with uh, – I mean, he's we already know he's soft, as W-A-F-T soft. And uh, uh, soft. He's, he's really bad when it comes to stuff like that. So if he tries to come in here and look like he's the guy that he was before, leaving himself open more so defensively, then, yeah, he's uh, he might get caught with something. Now, all it takes is one one shot to that chin. And, I mean, if you're LaGreco, you could probably um, take two to give one, possibly even three. I mean, the guy has the fastest hands in boxing, they say. So uh, Amir Khan obviously is favored in this fight, and um, I would uh, normally bet for the guy to win. But if I had a little bit of coin to spend, I would put some money on the Greco uh, winning this fight 
whether it be by uh, the cards or a knockout, because Amir Khan is damaged goods, and he was damaged goods before I even seen uh, Canelo Alvarez look good in that fight. Who's winning the first four, maybe five rounds, but the lights got shut out, and um, I don't know if you could repair that. You know, his chin master, 5,000, obviously didn't work. Hasn't worked for a very long time. And um, this fight with LaGreco, hey, man, just uh, do some uh, do some homework on that overhand right or no-look hook, and uh, you might get lucky. This is one of those fights, though, where being lucky is probably better than being good because you can get lucky with something with Amir Khan. And, um, you know, we've seen it happen before. So, um, uh, the smart part of me would say bet Khan or pick Khan, but I'm going with LaGreco in this fight. Um, by TKO stoppage, somewhere between the seventh round, eighth round, something like that. I'm going for a shocker, upset of the year 2018 pick. I'm going against the grain on this one. And, um, Let's see if LaGreco could back up the checks that he's that he's been writing. I don't want to see none of them bounce, so and all it takes is one shot. So um, I'm going for the upset in this fight. Amir Khan, um, sorry, buddy, because even if he does win this fight, and I'll be wrong, I'll take the crow, but um, the career's coming to an end pretty soon for this guy. So it don't matter if he wins this fight, because if he does win this fight, he's going to believe that he's on top of the world again. And we all know, that Danny Garcia is always looking for somebody like Amir Khan, and he could give him that lights out again and shut that shit down real quick. Probably have Amir Khan go to the U.K. selling insurance like he had Rod Stalker doing over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going with LeGreco on this one. Well, I'm, I'm, going, uh, I'm going against the grain with this one right here. Uh, yeah, well... That's a good pick. It sounds like hate to me. Um, if we, okay. I think if we dug into the yeah, yeah, if we dug into the past, we would probably hear some inflammatory statements and comments made by you about one Amir Khan. So you know, this doesn't surprise me. Um, and in fact, with your uh, with your pick, your pick, your record, you know, with making picks, you might as well just throw stuff out there. I'm killing you anyway. Probably it's what is this March? Where we April? It's April, and you probably can't even catch up by making picks now. So yeah, you might as well just start throwing stuff out there. Uh, we all know that uh, Miracon's gonna whoop this guy's ass. Well, we hope so. I, we don't know. He's been on, he's been gone for a long time, and but we know this guy's out there training hard, and he thinks he's the best man. So he's he's doing. He got two out of two out of the the three. Four. He's got skills. He's got three out of four, but that chin. And I don't think this guy's dropping him, man. But, but speaking, speaking of uh, just what are we speaking of? We just yeah. Well, that wasn't that was a horrible segue. But there's been a an announcement, man. Uh, I think you hit me. It was a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, that we finally got an opponent for your boy. Gennady Gift Golovkin, Triple G. He's going to fight. He's going to fight May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, against 
uh, what's my man's name, Matarosin, Vinus Matarosin. And you'd be like, damn, Matarosin, I thought y'all said the other day that, that they weren't going to fight, that they didn't even accept. That was a fight that people didn't accept. Well, I the told IBO, everybody he was going to make that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The IBO, the WBA, and the WBC said, we accept the fight. Put the titles on the line. But the IBF said, no, no, no. no. If you fight this guy that hasn't fought in two years and is coming up in weight, we will strip you. Guess what? He got stripped. So, on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2018, we will see Bontis Mazarosen versus Triple G for three belts, not four. Uh, he's been stripped. All that uh, talking about bringing it together might be over. I uh, think we're going to see Canelo being his last fight. Uh, but how do you? I mean, you, you said you saw this fight coming. I didn't because they already they already put the name out there and they declined it. But I guess somebody got the money back. Uh, I, the IBO and all those guys, WBC. They they I guess they took the bait and the fight is going on, man. Uh, I guess you say we can blame Canelo. I'm not very like I said. I'm not mad at this. Do what you got to do. But he cost up, you know, picking a bum just cost him one of his belts. So, you know, I gotta laugh at that a little bit. But yeah. like you said, hashtag hashtag blame Canelo. I I do understand yep. that from everybody. Uh, but you know, he, he lost the belt, man. He's already one belt down. Yep. Yeah. I I I can I I still say hashtag blame Canelo, but at the same time, skeptical eyebrows raised from Canelo Alvarez. I think he did this on purpose to be suspended, quote unquote, for six months. That way he could get a rematch with Triple G later on in the year, so Triple G will be that much older. So I'm not completely sold on the fact that Canelo got caught cheating at this point in time. I think that he probably did it on purpose just so he could. Uh, buy some extra time and get some extra miles on Triple G being that much older in the rematch. Meanwhile, while he still does some computer on the side, that's just my theory. Um, but nonetheless, I'm not mad at the execution. Hell yeah, I'll take that. It's not pay-per-view. I'll see it on uh, on HBO for free. Might not be watching it live because I might be, you know, busy doing something. I'm not sure because it's not one of those fights that you're going to have a party with and, and or a fight party and invite all your homies to watch because uh, it's going to be an absolute massacre. I don't see this fight going past two to three rounds. And, uh, you know, the man is um, – they probably gave him 50K and a 12-pack or something like that uh, to step in the ring such short notice and fight Gennady Golovkin because Golovkin's going to look like the Jordan brand commercial that he had out with the – enhanced speed and power that he was displaying on the promo. And, um, you know, it's a shame because uh, I would have been okay with uh, Spike O'Sullivan. Um, A lot of people weren't even cool with that. But, you know, they tried to lowball him. And that just goes to show that the man that hasn't fought in two years, um, even at this weight class, being acclimated at it. So, obviously, somebody was, was hungry for a paycheck. 
fighting on Cinco de Mayo, you figure you get some uh, notoriety. And not only that, you probably get some sympathy coming from the boxing fans as well. Like, oh, wow, man, you know, he's crazy for getting in there with Triple G. But, you know, you got to feel bad for the guy. You know, he's he's a ballsy dude, this fucking guy. And he went in there and, uh, you know, he tried to make it happen. But, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Rob Salker sympathy for fighting Danny Garcia. You know, shit like that. He's a tough guy, but um, I don't see it going anywhere near past three rounds or something like that. I know Triple G likes to try to uh, stall fights off when he's fighting a, a guy at this level. So it might actually go six, being the latest, if Triple G is just going to, you know, throw a couple jabs and uh, try to prolong the fight so the people in the concession stands can make a little bit of extra dough. Uh, but, you know, over at the stub hubs, that's cool. For anybody in the SoCal area that uh, would like to see a massacre for very low pricing, this is the fight for you. So I'm I'm a little bit on the fence. Like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of glad we get a fight on Cinco de Mayo just because it's been tradition for so long in boxing. That's a boxing date. Um, obviously, I wish it was better competition. But the bottom line is, we, we were expected to get Golovkin, Canelo Part 2. Canelo, quote-unquote, cheated or, quote-unquote, planned this out. Whatever it is, the A side made a mistake and the B side is having to make B plan. And, you know, this is just a B plan at the end of the day and people can't be too pissed off about it. I know Junior from the Facebook page was like, oh, how come he didn't fight? you know, Devachenko or, or, or uh, any other top level of competition um, or better competition. It's like, yo, a man's was training to get ready for this fight with Canelo and for him to take on equal or, I mean, hard to say upper echelon because he's been the guy at middleweight, but, you know, top level comp within a, um, you know, a, a month and two weeks span of a time frame notice, I probably wouldn't do that, to be honest with you. And, um, this is why I always say that, you know, boxing fans are, you know, all right, guys, you know, worthless piece of shit sometimes. Or, uh, you know, they're always just so pissed off at everything because things don't go their way. Uh, miserable pieces of shit is what I call them, actually. But you can never have it your way, man. They want, okay, Canelo backed out, so why doesn't he fight this guy? Look, man, he was, special, he was scheduled to fight this one dude, and if he loses the IBF belt, so be it, because I can see Triple G retiring pretty soon. Um, coming up, you know, he's at the end of his years and he's not going to withhold that Jordan brand and uh, look like shit in any of these fights up and coming. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see him um, trying to prolong a legacy to where the point where, um, you know, he ends up doing the Manny Pacquiao routine or or you could, you could just name numerous fighters who stayed in the game longer than they should have and end up looking like shit for it. Um, I don't think Triple G would do that. Um, he's got a pretty good Hall of Fame resume locked in right now. People think that he beat Canelo Alvarez and um, by hook or by crook got put off by a draw. So um, I, I don't think that he um, really needs to do any much more than what he's doing right now. Could he fight some of these top-level guys like Bubu Andrade? Uh, yeah, he could have uh, put off – uh, gave some step-aside money to the opponent of Daniel Jacobs and got part two in there. Yeah. But obviously he's um, he's worried about these guys, and um, maybe he's just trying to secure himself physically 
for a rematch with Canelo in September, uh, pulling a Kawhi Leonard and staying away from getting himself injured by any kind of risk from any top-level competition. And um, if he does that, then he's securing, you know, the $30 million that he was uh, having in the bag for this fight later on for September, and after that he could ride off into the sunset. I definitely see that being a possibility. So um, if um, if you don't give us an execution on May 5th, and uh, it turns out to be a boring fight where it ends up being a shoulder knockout like he did Dominic Wade, then uh, I'm going to have a different perspective on this. But I expect to see um, Rod Salka-type English touching the canvas, and I want to see big drama show, Mexican-style, Triple G looking like the guy that we've seen two years prior to what we've seen last year. And I think that's what we're going to get. Golovkin by knockout, third round, night-night. You're going to learn that day that you should never take a payday that's going to be worth the 50000 that you're going to see because what's good having any of that money in the bank when you can't even remember what your last name is? So um, I got Golovkin easily. I don't think nobody else is um, going out on a, a limb like I was for LaGreco against Amir Khan. But this is all Canelo's fault, or this is all Canelo's plan, one of the two. Nonetheless, it goes through Canelo, Clambutero, Alvarez. So uh, Golovkin's just doing what the guy's got to do, man, and I'm not mad at it. As long as we get a fight and we get to see some fireworks, hey, I'm cool with it. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I'm cool with it. Um, if, but this, you know, he could have got somebody his own size and somebody that's fought, you know. So if he doesn't go out here and knock this guy in three rounds. He failed. This is a failure. Um, Monterey is a tough guy, uh, but that was that. That was that junior, our super welter, well, uh, however you want to call it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Triple G. You know, he used to say that he was when he he got punched. That was just because. You know, he wanted to make it last longer so people would want to fight him maybe. You know, they see him get punched. Uh, but so hopefully he just goes out there and knocks him out and we don't have to do this. He makes a quick, quick showing of it, knocks the guys out, get the, get the people crunk. Uh, a, a knockout victory going into the Canelo fight would be great, great for promotion, great for Triple G. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to predict the – the second, I'm gonna predict a, no. I'm gonna predict a fourth round knockout. Anything less than that, he he should be ashamed of himself. Anything more, more, my fault. So, yeah, I'm not yeah, mad at him. People that are people, with yeah, yeah, people that are upset. You know, this is a grown man putting his livelihood at at uh, uh, at risk. He doesn't need to just fight the best. He was going to fight the best guy out there, Canelo, the biggest guy, um, but it fell through. No need to jump into something crazy with three, two to three weeks, you know, get something, get you a fight out there. You know, he could have got somebody his size. They should have paid O'Sullivan. That would have been been a a better fight to me. at least more credit. He'll get a little more. He'll get a little more credit than this. But he's getting no credit for this win. Uh, this is yeah. 
This is no credit yeah, or nothing, but he should win. I'm not mad. Yeah, if anyone's going to be mad at this fight, it's got to be the family members of Vinus because, I mean, if you care about this guy, you won't let him sign up for a fight like this on such short notice. You got to give him the mix to Rocky speech. You can't win, Rock. You can't win, man. Yeah, he definitely can't, man. So, before we end it off, man, Let's get to the fuckery. Yo, so Gotti just hit five million in one day, six for six on fucking Billboard. You know what I'm saying? And for these pussy ass niggas, what's his name, man? Hey, you're fucking bro. What Yo, bro, I got a hundred k Saturday. You lose a fight, hundred fucking, fucking k, man. Fuck it, 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 man. man. Fuck it, 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 Fucking New York, blood. No money, man. Come on, say you're in New York. What are you talking about, blood? Make it. What we're making it 200k? Yeah, man. He gonna get knocked out, blood. That's why I made my little fucking shoe, blood. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Huh? We got enough money, blood. Fucking clown, nigga. Ain't you better check in when you come to Brooklyn, nigga? Ain't you better check in, blood. Money, Hey, 6ix9ine, don't be commenting no fuck shit under my pictures, boy. Talking about clown, nigga. The only thing got a red nose where I'm from is a pit bull, bitch ass, nigga. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. And, and, and I get to New York, and I get to New, New York this week, nigga. Motherfucker, pull up on you, nigga. I ain't one of these rap niggas you be trolling with, nigga. Quit playing with me, nigga. Fuck. <laughs> Man. Man, man, man. What the what fuck was on? that, man? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. This guy, Takashi69, I don't really know his music, but I'll be on the internet, and this fool will be on the internet, tough. He's, uh, he's the super troll. Yeah. He's, he's the number one troll of 2018. Uh, he's been putting in good work. And... I see this being a troll, you know. I think this is exactly what this is. Adrian Broner, they're both, I think they're both in on it, maybe. Uh, if not, you know, like, if not, we know that Adrian Broner is a guy that will get it popping. You know what I'm saying? He's not like, like he said, he's not like these rap guys that we don't know, we're not sure about. We know... Adrian Broner will lose in the dice game. Wait till you get outside, kiss the whip you, <laughs> and take his money back. You know, so I don't think he's. Uh, I think this is. I think I hope this is a troll job for the young man Takashi. Now I know, you know, if you look around, you listen. He's got the people that he's got people backing him. So it might not be that easy. That's why he hasn't been touched. If people don't know who this guy is, really neither do I. He's got some music that I think that I are like top, no, like top ten songs, like on the Billboard charts. Like this guy, he's like an internet guy. That's a young kids, young white kids that love it. A lot of young white kids, and he's talking a lot of noise, and he's making a lot of money for somebody. And I think. I think this is like, I think that's that's why he hasn't been touched. Uh, but I know this boy 
Adrian Broner will touch somebody. We've seen that. So I'm hoping this is a I'm hoping this is a, some kind of troll. I'm pretty sure it is. Especially we just saw the Mayweather. I mean, not the McGregor, uh, Mayweather McGregor, but the McGregor throw. You know, the little troll job they just did. We ain't even heard. We ain't heard nothing about that yet, right? Since then. Oh yeah. Yeah. He ain't went to court. We ain't seen nothing about no court date. We ain't heard nothing about that at all, right? That shit just yeah, disappeared shit like it never happened. <laughs> right. So exactly. So we just saw that. I think that's exactly what this is, but it's very entertaining. Uh, I like the I like the Kasi Six Nine. I don't really like his rap. I don't really uh I understand well, I you know, I clowned him about saying the rapist earlier, but it had something to do something with, you know. A young chick, he's in there. He really wasn't. I don't think he ever touched the chick. And they were all young. And you got a young chick in there. I don't know how old she was, but yeah, I, I let him slide on that. Nothing. He he didn't knock nothing down or even touch nothing. So I let him slide on that. Uh, his troll game is won one thousand percent. And there's a reason he's able to do that, and that's because whoever he's making the money for, who's ever getting a lot of that money that he's seeing. Had some major ties, man. Some J. Prince stuff out there in uh in New York, I, I think. So, you know, it's funny, man. I know this was on your radar, RC. I know these are your guys. Uh, you know, well, what's going on, man? Boxing in two thousand nineteen. Is the bet real? Uh well. You know, I was I, I thought it was all real at first when I first seen this stuff happen because we know Adrian Broner is uh, a loose cannon. He could uh, easily get in his emotions and and make things um, a little bit more than what they actually are. We've seen him go off the rails on Floyd Mayweather, not calling him back and stuff like that. So Adrian Broner is, um, you know, he's a he's a head case at some point in time. Takashi Six Nine ain't really doing nothing outside of his his realm of what he's been doing. That's all he does is really troll. And it all started off by Broner posting a photo when they had the uh, PBC announcements for the fights that are going to be listed this year. When he's chilling with Charlemagne, and Takashi commented "clown" on his photo, which obviously seemed like it was directed at Charlemagne because you know that whole thing that went down at the Breakfast Club with those two. And Broner comes off tripping, and then, you know, Takashi just responds. But, um, I mean, you got to think, what are the odds of all this hype being built up? Um, They canceled uh, the uh, uh, media, uh, I I believe it was the media, or uh, I think it was the media workout yesterday in uh, New York. And uh, Espinoza came out and said that – no, no, it wasn't because we were worried about the uh, the ordeal with Takashi and Broner and any kind of altercations possibly happening. But you got to think that's what it was. Um, if they're trying to make this whole buildup seem plausible. Because i actually seen, um, I've heard from um, one of my dudes over at the Boxing Voice that uh, Broner had, went, had seeked out talking to uh, academics, DJ academics. Remember that guy when uh, when uh, Joe Budden was, like, popping off at the Migos and academics was the guy holding the microphone looking all scared, looking all, you know, mad shook, like James Harden in big games in the playoffs. Um, 
he was looking real scared, and he said that Broner had reached out to him thinking that that was his manager or something like that and wanted to talk to him about him doing a ring walk or something like that for Broner's fight because, you know, he's in Brooklyn and all that. But um, maybe they were like, yo, let's, um, let's, uh, let's, let's make the most of this if we can, and let's try to, you know, because Broner's a, a smart guy. He's learned from Floyd that you can make a little bit of a, a beef and whatnot like that. So um, if he was able to make something happen like this, Pretty smart by Broner to make this happen like this because Takashi, like I said, he's not going outside of his realm. And Broner trying to make some waves before this fight. He's got the card uh, star power with uh, your boy Molly Maul and uh, Tank on it. But if you get some outside views because the uh, fan base of Takashi, um, pretty big fan base. You know, he's got a. I think six songs in the top 100 billboard chart. Pretty big deal. And um, four point whatever million followers on social media. That's a big deal because boxers, you know, unless you're Floyd Mayweather or Canelo Alvarez, you ain't really got that kind of a following when it comes to millions. You know, um, I think Takashi even has more followers than Manny Pacquiao. And he's a legend who's been around forever. So um, I, I could see what kind of work they would probably be trying to pull along on the people, and um, I just would I wouldn't be surprised to see Adrian Broner and Takashi come out um, performing a ring walk. Um, if that happened, we'd all been stringed along for this work. But if it's true, then we'll see what's good because. You know, Takashi came into the West Coast when he was advised to check in before he came in, and he was talking about, oh, I was here and there, and nobody showed up. But people were like, yo, this guy was posting stuff where he was at, but he did that shit earlier in the day. So he was hiding out, and um, Adrian Broner was out in New York today, pretty much everywhere he wanted to be in New York, was uh, pretty much flaunting the fact that he wasn't worried about nobody didn't check in, was actually at the jewelry store that Takashi gets his jewels from, had the jeweler, the the dude selling the ice looking real nervous from the stuff that Broner was posting, talking about, you barely got your money, and I've been had money, get your bands up. Um, so it's a, a whole lot of the social media interaction that's been going on right now with these two. Just makes you, it just makes me wonder, man. And, I mean, we got until Saturday to find out what's really good. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, man, if it's actually a work. But then I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually real, too, though. Because there's something about Takashi 69, man. I don't know. He's he's suspended until further notice from my playlist. So, um, guy doesn't travel much. Or he travels, but he don't travel with much security, like he says. Uh, when I talked to you about when he said he was at that uh, that deal with um, in Houston where, you know, he didn't get to perform because dudes were ready to snuff him, and he said he didn't have a lot of people with him. It's kind of strange how uh, guy that talks so much shit hasn't got touched by this point in time. It makes you wonder if he's working for the feds. I can't prove it or nothing like that. It's just a theory. But um, this whole ordeal, it's uh, pretty good for outside views. Adrian Broner's got a. Uh, ever since this started, I believe he got like somewhere in the the range of twenty thousand followers plus just because of this. 
Um, and it's making some waves. It's making some headlines. So, uh, obviously, Broner is a troll when it comes to promoting stuff in boxing. And Takashi's a troll in his, his, his type where he's, you know, one of the hottest rappers in the game right now. So it works both ways. If it's real, I don't know. Because Broner posted he's got his check ready. And Takashi posted, you know, throwing money around in a very small apartment. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. But it's entertaining as hell. And uh, if it is real, we know one thing. Like you mentioned, Broner is going to get his money back one way or the other. And if it is real, something's going to happen after that fight. But for Takashi 69 if you're going to have a check put up the same way Broner's got his check put up, just ask homeboy that was outside the bowling alley how that went, losing a money bet to Adrian Broner. That was only $5,000. They got a 300000 $300, on the line right now, allegedly. So, well, I don't know, man. But if Broner does lose this fight and if this beef is really real, expect Adrian Broner to get in some shit that night after the fight because he's already a loose cannon Seems like his career will be on the line this Saturday against Jesse Vargas. And like Jamal Charlo said, if he loses, guess what happened? He's deleted. So expect a head case if this shit is really real and uh, some drama to follow alongside um, after this whole thing that's going on. So um, I just hope the best for for, for uh, Broner, Chikashi 6'9". Um, his day's coming. Who knows when? Who knows by who? But a guy running his mouth as much as he does, he's bound to get touched by somebody. And we know that Adrian Broner is not one of these millennials who is a young guy and sees gangbanging cool enough to be claiming blood, but having photos where with blue rags throwing up the crips and all that. So, um, yeah, we know Broner's uh, damn near, what, 28, 29 years old, and he obviously cares about the street code sometimes more than he cares about the sport. Because being a real dude is what's important to Adrian Broner. It's always been that way throughout his career. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, good ploy if it was a work, but if it's if it's really real, couldn't have come at a worse time for Adrian Broner because he needs to be focused more so than ever in, in a tough fight with a guy like Jesse Vargas. So if I'm Jesse Vargas, I'm sitting back eating popcorn like, yeah, this is good. I hope they keep this up. Because like I said earlier, you never want to go in the fight emotional and ain't nothing more emotional than your career being on the line and your clout from the world of social media that Adrian Broner cares so much about being with Takashi betting 300 on it. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully everything works itself out. Will, are you there, my man? I could go on forever about this. I just hope that, you know, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember last week I was saying that, you know, Broner had grown up and that hope, well, hopefully he did. Uh, I think that was on Sunday. And I wanted to see him, you know, take that next step and becoming a man and becoming a, and becoming a boss of his own. Right. So if it is fake, I mean, if it is real and that's very, I'm very disappointed in him. This is real. And he's upset, and he let this guy do that. I'm very disappointed in him. But I think it is a move that he's making uh, to get his money. I'm sure he has some kind of promotion in this, right? I'm I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but 
I would guess that he has uh, a, his AB promotion had something to do with this fight. Um, so he's doing this thing. I, I, I think it's all a setup, all a troll job, and and, and we'll see. You know, you said Takashi uh, talked to him about, or he called Takashi about our academics. He called academics to get Takashi to do a ring walk. You know, that could still happen. Yep. You know, that could still happen. But if it is real, there's going to be a lot of heat, a lot of tension in that place. Because, uh, you know, you there's already got the Charlo and the, and the yeah. yeah, you already got the, the Charlo beast, uh, the uh, and then you got this, so it's gonna be a lot of tension, man. So, but I think it's all. I think that's fake. I think we'll be. Uh, I think Bonus making a business decision, but we'll see. You never really know with these guys, man. But, but yeah, man. So we're uh, we're bringing about to bring this one to a close, man. Put a good hour in on this uh, Wednesday. This is uh Thursday morning for me, Wednesday night for you guys out there, man. But uh. Before we get out of here, RC, anything you want to say? Promote, dude. Oh no, no man, I'm just, I'm just chilling, about to, uh, just about to uh, kick it back here in the crib. Snowflake, come through and uh, have a good night, man. And um, let's see what else, uh, what other nonsense we got going on this week in boxing because it seems like every other day we got a whole lot of shit popping. But um, for those who haven't um, and, and are listening. You know, check out the Twitter page that we got, uh, Outsiders Podcast or um, Outsiders Boxing at Outsiders Boxing. We're um, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, putting on some content that um, on the feed that what I'm hearing from um, not just sources but also um, people that we hear from, whether it be Janelle, whether it be Syme, uh just some sort of things that they kind of put out and you haven't really heard um, on air, and just to give you some food for thought when it comes to boxing. So. Uh, Check out the Twitter handle. I find it more fun so than mine because I can uh, and speak about a whole lot of other things coming outside of my perspective and just like you're doing the same thing. So, um, yeah, check us out, and uh, you guys have a good weekend. Um, we're going to have a jam-packed Sunday, that's for sure, man, with this crazy card coming up and all this foolery. Um, definitely in, uh, in store for some fireworks come Saturday. Appreciate that, man. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to say, really. Y'all uh, comment, um, share, uh, do all that good stuff on uh, I- iTunes and on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Probably try to get into more platforms pretty soon. But uh, again, want to thank my man RC. Want to thank everybody for listening to the OPB Midweek Episode Two. We'll catch y'all Sunday. We're out of here.